I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is our GWS season primer for 2019. So first thing we'll do is go through quickly their 2018 and then have a look at uh, what's changed for them um, and what's in store for them uh, coming up this season. Uh, so straight off, uh, 13 and a half wins. It's good enough to finish seventh for the Giants. And uh, I think this is three years in a row they've played finals. So it's a win in that respect, but 13 and a half wins and a win in finals, yeah, they've got to be all right with that. It is a win. Um, one thing I found interesting which came out... Well, I read about it this week. I don't know when they actually released the results, but they made a significant loss this season again. Yeah. Uh, this is against... Um, financial loss, you mean. Yeah, financial loss. Yep. Uh, Gold Coast had a pretty healthy profit. Um, so I just don't understand how that works with um, the... Obviously, they get paid a, a lot, get allowances. Um, From well, the I think, AFL. I think the AFL. Gold Coast had a lot of one-off. Uh, things like the Commonwealth Games is up there as well. Right. So the Com Games is renting Gold Coast ah, around, right. and, and they got paid to go to China as well, right? Yeah, yeah. So they had a lot of um, one-off uh, big income right. that won't happen again. GWS, however, didn't really have those. No, but they did have success, which is yeah. I thought that should be rewarded financially as well. So if, if you're winning, I uh, mean, I'll, obviously I know fuck all about the administration side of things, yeah. but if you're winning, you would assume that it's mismanagement that leads to a, a financial loss. Well, I've gone a little bit 180 on this, as I used to think, because the only reason that Gold Coast had a, um, a, a profit was because the AFL gives them about $25 million more than they give most other clubs. Right, yeah. Um, and GWS is about the same. They give them more money than they give yep. you know, the, the financially viable clubs. Um, but if the AFL's got that money, the AFL's only got that money because of the competition and the other teams. Yep. So it should be divvied up to the clubs. Like, yeah. It, it just says yep. that... What it really means is the other clubs aren't getting enough, or, or yeah. the the split isn't isn't there. So even though on their own they're not financially viable, there's only yeah. about six or seven teams that are, um, to a, to a varying degrees. So I was sort of looking at well, as a part of the whole, they're still it, it's it's worth it if the AFL is giving them fifty yeah. million a year. I mean, the argument though is that the only reason some of the other teams are financially viable is because you can sign a multi-billion dollar. Uh, TV rights, yeah, uh, yeah, and having eighteen teams is what contributes to that. Exactly. So if you so have as part of the whole, they contribute. Yeah. To if it, you yeah. have sixteen teams, then you're not paying five billion over six years or whatever it was, like because there's less games to play, less advertising to sell. So, yeah. look, it'd be interesting study that I'm not going to do on how much value they bring to that deal and how much they take out of it, but uh, they're definitely contributing to the growth of AFL, so yeah. run with that. Well, I think I think the only solution is that um, the AFL CEOs need to unionise, perform an <laughs> AFL uh, CEO association where they can try and uh, gank more money from the AFL, in which turn the AFL Players Association tries to gank more money from them. 
That's one thing that always amazes me about the AFL. Like, uh, every once in a while, they advertise jobs, and it's for, uh, you know, whatever, you, you, marketing, PR, social media, whatever. It's always massive unders. And I'm like, Jesus. You, but you'd have to be passionate to work there, I guess. Exactly. Then every once in a while, like, a, a C-suite role pops up, like a CFO, and that's massive overs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll see where the money's fucking going now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's have a look at uh, the highs um, for 2018 for the GWS. And I've got round one when they um, give it to the Bulldogs by 80-odd yep. points. Um, that's not a bad way to kick off your season. Well, the, the start of the season was great, actually. I think they yeah. were, was it round seven? They were top of the ladder? Or nearabouts. Sure, right about there. Uh, we always kind of fell off a bit after that. But you, you saw that they were delivering again and not going as far as what their initial uh, results uh, led you to believe yeah. that they were going to do, which is... I mean, that's one of those things that they would have pinpointed as needing fixing for, for last year. And uh, I feel like they fell into that trap again. Um, obviously, there's a, it's a different environment at GWS at with players who are there because they got the chance yep. and trying to hold on to talented players. It's always been something that they've had to deal with more than other clubs. Um, so, But that has to change sooner or later. It has to yeah. be a destination club, especially with the success that they've had. You want people to be wanting to go there, not just trying to retain people who who uh, drafted there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, success, success going into uh, the season was they had uh, Kelly signed up for another year. Yeah, obviously, big money on the table from North Fremantle, St Kilda, and whatnot. Um, and he had a good season. Although he did really well, actually. Yeah, Kelly had a good year, um, without a doubt. Um, even with a few miss, a few games through injury and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. um, especially around the end of the year. Um, yep. was I feel like he played his best footy in the last month or so. Um, and that's that's great, especially for a young player, to, to win the pressure's on. Yeah. I mean, obviously one of the highs was uh, the winning the first week of the finals. Yep. Um, yeah, 2-0 put- against Sydney in finals now. Yeah, put, put it to Sydney, uh, laid into the sword quite funny recently. Like we mentioned before, uh, with Geelong and Melbourne, they were 0-2 and two during the regular season yeah. against Sydney. Yeah. The uh, Battle of the Bridge. Yep. Um, so the other one I had for a highlight was actually round two, winning against Collingwood. Uh, obviously, Collingwood turned out to be a much better team than we... Not not much better, but they were... No, absolutely they, they much were, better than what I thought they'd be. I thought they would be. Um, and, yeah, GWS is at the MCG uh, have come out and, and laid them to waste. Beat them by, was it 18? Three goals, about that. But it was, a, it was a close game. It never got, like, the league never got blown out past three goals, I'm pretty sure. But it was a tough uh, game. Side. Yep. And a win of the MCG. Yep. And, and rare as hen's teeth for GWS. And there was a significant cost to both teams with injuries, yep. um, which would affect their season. But... Yeah, if you're going to have those injuries, you prefer early on, I guess. That's one yeah. little bit of, I don't know, take a bit of positive out of it. Um, the other high for the year I had, and it's a little bit of it with a smirk, was the game against Carlton at uh, Etihad Stadium. So they absolutely pumped them? Yeah, they absolutely pumped them, but at one stage they were running around with 16 men. Oh, they forgot, that's right. <laughs> no, no, they didn't forget. They just went, I don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. You know, we got a few injuries, just finish your massage, then you yeah. can go on. <laughs> you know you're running well when you can do that. Yeah. I thought it was a bit cheeky they offered to swap Guernseys at three-quarter time. <laughs> oh, it, just to even it up a little bit, yeah. Why wouldn't you? But, I mean, it says a lot. It, really, it says more about Carlton. But yeah. still. Well, yeah, the Carlton players wouldn't give the Guernsey back. When, They're like, nah, I'm heading with you guys. When <laughs> you, you can win by 12 goals and not play a full side for the whole game. Yeah. Something's going all right. Um, but anyway, they're the highs for the Giants. Um, what are their lows for the year? Well, getting smashed by the Kangaroos by 43 points is probably a big one, I'd say, uh, considering North didn't play finals. And on paper, you'd have to think GWS should have accounted for them handily. Yeah, and there was a little bit of GWS doing that through the season. Um, I had one of their lows was actually the draw against St Kilda. Yep. Uh, that was a, a game that they were all over. Should have won that. Um, 
they had the bulk of the chances in the fourth quarter. Uh, Too many behinds. The defensive effort, uh, they just went to sleep for a good 10-minute period, which allowed St Kilda to kick, I think it was three or four goals, um, and then a point to get the draw. Yeah, and to be honest, they were lucky to get a draw in the end because uh, Carlisle should have won, uh, should have marked it, and probably should have got a free kick as well. Yeah. but uh, it's yeah, it was disappointing when when the heat came on the last couple of minutes. Um, a few of them were found wanting. No, nowhere. Yeah, yep. I think the Geelong game too. Um, they kicked four, no, four, eight, four goals, eight in round seven. Yeah, yeah. They, they kicked two five up to the half time, and then kicked two three for the second half. And that's that's. I mean, I don't want to put the boot in too much, but that's an AFLW score. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't good. It looked like it was. Just oh, it's too cold. I couldn't be bothered. Yeah, it was that yeah. kind of because it was a shit house day, um, and they just looked like it was uh, footy's just too hard today. Yeah, and at that point of the season, they were on fire as well. So yeah, you, you, you want to see them close these games out. Well, this one kicked off uh, three losses in a row. I think it was. Yep. Yeah, and they that's when the wheels started to really fall off. And I, I don't think you can put it down to any one incident. Otherwise, other than they were just all out of sync with each other. Yep. So often see them run forward in a pack and then pick the fourth out of two options. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, when we talk about the lows, um, you've got to mention Jeremy Cameron as well. Yeah. Um, who absolutely plastered, uh, was it Andrews from Brisbane mm. Lions? And you get five games, I think, five games suspension. Uh, six down to five, I think it was. Six down to five, something like that. Um, and it's a shame too, because I looked at it and you go, you know what? He didn't set out to lay him out. Yeah. But you can see how, mate, you just you can't put your arm up like that. Yeah. Um, because the danger is you break someone's face, yeah. which yeah. he did. And I think um, that's consistent with like the gaff, the fife, those decisions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't go out with malice and try and belt someone. Fife probably, yeah, but, but he's had this happen to himself before. Yeah, yes. So yeah. you may think, mm, maybe I just will stop this vicious cycle <laughs> of violence. <laughs> um, it's just it, it didn't need to happen, but you can see yeah. why he didn't do it on purpose either. And, yeah, but anyway. You, you end up five weeks on the sidelines, and the other bloke ends up, you know, not remembering his kids' names in thirty years' time. Yeah, well, it wasn't like you know Green who just you know pretty much gets a Steven Seagal kick. Yes, yeah, straight into the chest. Well, that's a, that's a point too. They made the Toby Green rule now. Yeah, and it's a tough one because it is legitimate strategy to try and get a bit of space, but you just can't put your foot up that high. Yeah. Like usually, it's just you know just above the butt. You just put a little sneaker on in yeah. there to give you a bit yeah. of space, give you a bit of lift. I think it should be uh, cricket rules. Like if it's uh, above the shoulder on the full, like you <laughs> only get like one no ball. Yeah. yeah, you only get one per quarter. Um, but if it's above above waist height, you get that, yeah. that one's allowable. Jared Waite used to be the best of it in a marking contest. He did all the time, he, he'd just jump up and push him in the bum yeah. with his foot. Yeah. You know, it's fine. Um, so he's not doing it again. He's not doing it with malice, but he's doing it so I don't care if this hurts. Well, I feel, I mean, few of them were a bit malice. Like. <laughs> not malice. It's lack of care. Yeah. yeah. Well, in, in fairness, that makes um, sense. Weight and Green have their feet at the same height, just that Weight's <laughs> six foot four and Green's five foot four. Exactly, yeah. And it's a fucking talented kid. Yeah, he's very <laughs> talented. It's amazing it, how talented he is. It is always funny with some of these players when they do but, something like that and you see the whole football media descends and everyone's like, oh, it's terrible, it's disgusting. But, the, the next day, I would love to see Toby Green say, oh, look, I've been looking at uh, contracts and all of a sudden you'll see players uh, players and supporters going, oh, I hope he comes to our club. Yeah, yeah, fucking yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, if it came out in the paper tomorrow that there were three dead bodies buried underneath Toby Green's house, you'd go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that happening. <laughs> like, they probably deserved it too. <laughs> <laughs> Just for knowing him. All right, let's have a look at their list changes. Uh, the ins are very short. Uh, Tommy Sheridan has come across from uh, from the West. And again, it's just a yeah, yeah another player. Yeah, I remember that he plays football like in yeah, the West. exactly. Don't have a lot, lot of other uh, knowledge about him. No. 
Um, but they're outs. And obviously, the last couple of years, that's what you focused on I mean, when yeah. it comes to it, G- GWS. Well, they do have massive outs. Um, no, obviously, they. starting with Lockie Tiziani. Jeez, uh, <laughs> they fucked up there. Well, it's unlucky. I think they just thought Northbrook Hill needed a premiership. <laughs> but I think, I think one, of the, one of the stats you need for GWS as well is, like, the outs, the ins, but they need a stat that keeps people yeah. that obviously... Yeah. People, other people are trying to get that actually chose to stay back at GWS. Yeah. That's almost the mo- more important than both the other ones. Well, uh, they're in too is Mumford, really. Yes, yes. Uh, he's coming back later, in but... after having a year off to get through the snags and <laughs> the nose beers. Um, Didn't work. I think he, he's <laughs> going to miss a couple of rounds, but uh, he yep. will be back in. Um, so they're out. We've got uh, Griffin, who's obviously retired. Uh, Setterfield has gone on. Scully, who was weird that they got rid of him because they only yeah. played one game for the year, and obviously his injuries were, were gone. Um, but before that, the best runner in the AFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, it does feel like they gave up on him a little bit easy. They did. I mean, he was wasn't cheap either for the for Giro, was he? He, No, he, no, he was their massive first year yeah. signing. They paid mm. way overs. Yeah. Um, in his early contract, so, so I'm not sure when their sort of allowances will pull back. They've, so they pulled back now. Done, yeah, so yeah. they've got to be a bit more stringent uh, with financial control. I yeah. think that was the thing too. Like he was on such a massive contract, and they got such. Uh, a little amount out of him. I think they got one quarter this year. Yeah, or something and like that. by all accounts, they're well over their salary cap, so they yeah. need to get rid of those big earning players that aren't delivering on the field. Well, and that's it. He's I one mean, of them. Yeah, they got rid of him. Who he wasn't on the million dollars a year that he was on, but um, Dylan Shield would have been commanding that kind of stuff. And yeah. obviously, you know, everybody read that um, the the bidding war that happened with Shield. They could never keep him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because of those salary cap issues. Well, um, the worst thing is that's not going away either. No, no. Um, I think they've got at least another two years of shit. Well, but the thing is, they've had so many stars that yeah, we, we'll go through. They've lost other stars, and they've still got more yeah, <laughs> on their back burner. Yeah. Well, the I mean, the two ones coming up uh, end of twenty nineteen will be Kelly and Caniglio. Caniglio just come out today and said, oh, "I'm putting off contract hold, uh, talks at the end of the year." It's like, yeah. and that's doesn't mean he's going. But he's fucking looking. He's, he's looking, looking. He's looking, yeah. yeah. And fair play to the bloke, too. Like, yeah. if he goes to GRS and they're like, oh, mate, uh, we can only offer you 10% less than what you're currently yeah. getting. See, I think you should cut through the chase and just create, like, an AFL Tinder app where you just swipe <laughs> left and right on each club that you're interested in. And you're not, and you find out. You know, you talk about it. Uh, I know when it comes to uh, country and suburban footy, I know that Ricky Nixon started up something like, exactly Did like really? that. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. Of... Find a club, you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, that put their missus numbers in there, too. So Dylan Shields, obviously the big name that they lost out, and he's gone over to Westerton. Um, I had a little bit of inside info on that as well, because I remember Carlton flew him up to Cairns or something when they were trying to wind yeah. and dine him. Yeah. Um, uh, somebody who was very high up, who was on the, the private jet that went up there, yeah. said the decision was already made long ago. He was always going to Westerton. Yeah, he just wanted a holiday. Yeah, I mean, he's, took, he's wearing an Essendon polo on the shirt. Yeah, the plane, yeah so. pretty much. Um, uh, Rory Lobb. Um, who was desperate to get back home. Um, so desperate, he actually went to Frio instead of West Coast. Hmm. Um, a very, very handy player. And, geez, he can take a good mark. But, um, obviously, they, they couldn't hang on to him. And the, the call from home was uh, too much for him to bear. When a player says they want to go back home, sometimes you're a bit sceptical. When he's like, I don't care if it's West Coast or Frio. You're like, all right, he's, okay, pretty, he's, he's fair he's, income he's this fair one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll let yeah. him go. He really wants to go home. Um, they also lost uh, uh, Timmy Moore, who hmm. was just a bit of an extra player for him. And uh, like we said, Lockie Tiziani, they delisted without playing a game. So go fuck themselves. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, 2019, their double-ups, uh, the Bombers, who's now that becomes a grudge match. Uh, Gold Coast, Hawthorne, Richmond, and Sydney. Um, again, besides Gold Coast, they're all there or thereabouts Yeah. for GWS? Yep. There'll be some which will um, 
definitely be advantageous. I think it'll be a, a win overall if they go one on one with some of those teams. But you wouldn't be surprised if they went zero and two with some of them, and it wouldn't yeah. be massively well, discouraging. I, I'd expect the Tigers and uh, the Bombers to take care of them quite easily. Yeah. Um, but it, it does come down to other stars all on the field. Yep. Um, in which case, you know, they'll account for Sydney and Hawthorne. Mm. Well, I think West Coast probably have them too in round two. So you've got Essendon round one, West Coast two, Tigers three. They could be coming at around four, zero, and three. Yeah, they could be. That's a, that's a tough, uh, tough start to the year. Um, you got last year's premier, the last two premiers, um, and then uh, Geelong. In round four. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a tough start. You'd probably back him in. And then they start to get a little bit easier and they yeah. finish off, you know, reasonably well. But, yeah, I think their draw is going to be really tough for them. Um, I, I say that, and yet... <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get we'll that. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, so who's in a big year for the Giants this year? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Uh, the lads out of contract have to. Like Coniglio and Kelly, they're too good of players yeah. for you for GMS to decide to ice them. And they've become yeah. consistent players too. Yeah. It's, it's that funny situation where if they have a good season, then GWS can't afford them. But if they have a moderate season, maybe they can. Yeah. But then they've got no value if they do decide to leave. So it's one of those ones where you, you're fucked either way. I, I think that, the, especially the clubs that have been looking after him, and North Melbourne put in four years into Kelly. I don't think it matters. If Kelly got injured in round one, did his knee, and doesn't play the entire season, I think North is still going to offer him, you know, his, we want a, a $10 million over nine years. Yeah, it's still going to be on the table for him. Yeah. So he's not hiding to nothing. Um, it, it's really how much do GWS need him and how can they manage the rest of their list. And well, Cornelio is probably a little bit behind that, but same ballpark. Well, I think that's the, the need him part. Yeah, every club needs him. If he was genuinely uh, upset with GWS and wanted to leave, there'd be... Yeah, everyone would ask the question. NRL yeah. players would be asking him how, what he's doing. NBL would be in there. I mean, mm. NBL's in there anyway. But um, sure. So they want to keep him, absolutely. But for him, he only took a two-year contract last time. Um, this one, you'd have to think he's looking for a longer contract. And GWS will pay it. Well, If they can uh, get the dollars there... Uh, he'll probably stay. Or if he signs another two-year contract, that means next time it comes out, he's free agency, yep. as opposed to this one where he's not. So. Yeah. But if you're GWS, you want a long contract on him too. Of course you do. Because he's been pretty reliable. Uh, so you're not too worried about a career-ending injury. I mean, oh, no more than anyone else. No more else. than anyone else, exactly. Um, yeah. So you'd think five, six years is probably what you're after. Um, yeah, Caniglio well, is the other one. I think uh, I don't see them keeping both. No. They'll lose at least one. Uh, but having said that, there's always going to be a player emerge, like a young Taranto, for example. He could take the next step, and all of a sudden, he's a, a 900 grand a year player. Yeah. Well, going on to who's having a good year, well, that's exactly what I think is going to happen, is that even though there's pressure, well, it's not pressure, but there's very obvious that 
players are going to be looking elsewhere, the the sharp end of their talent pool. Yep. Um, that should really fight, light, a, light a fire under the arse of the other players, like, like Tomlinson, yep. um, who can take that next step and be the actual leader of that club. If they're going to go, be like, all right, cool, this is my club now. Yep. Here's what I'm capable of, and here's why I put your faith in me. Pay me the bucks. Yeah. Then I'll fuck off. Well, I mean, you have a look at um, Cornelio and Kelly as well. Um, yeah. They're probably the next captain because Davis and Ward are, are getting on yeah. um, a, a little bit, and they're at the right age bracket. And if they're not, then it is a Tim Taranto, yeah. who's only in his second or third year um, from memory. Yeah. So it's these those guys are going to get more time now. Was, you know, Shields moved on. There's another space. Yep. But to me, they just got so many fucking winners. How much older was Cameron than Kelly? Only a year or two, isn't it? I think Cameron might be he might be twenty five, twenty six now. Yeah. Um, so he's he's been around for a little while because his All Australian year was his second year when he kicked yeah. fifty goals or something like that, and that was a little while ago now. Um, I've also got down uh, a big year. Uh, Davis, obviously, you know he's yeah. he's an absolute rock down at fullback. Um, but Lockie Whitfield, who's coming off an All Australian year, yeah. Um, in a former was he number one pick or number two? I think when he first went up there. Um, so he's shown his now uh, uh, now excuse yeah. me. Um, and, uh, you know, all Australian off half-back, there's nothing to be sniffed at. Yep. And I think just um, it pretty much goes without saying that every year you're looking for Patton to have a big year and just not be injured. Just, yeah, get <laughs> just back on the park. Half the course. I don't it's think he'll be playing. Point. Was that until about May? Yeah, I was going to say, I think the first half of the season he'll be scarcely yeah. seen. But... but that's, like, if we're talking about players in danger, I think he's it. Well, that's the next thing we talk about is who's on the chopping block. And you reckon Johnny Patton? I think it has to be. A massive unit. For some reason, he's got a tiny head. I'm not sure what's <laughs> going on there. Yeah. Um, but he's not on the field enough. And when he is, he's not the game-breaker you want him to be. He's never had a chance. He's coming out. Yeah. This is his third knee, Rico. And mm. I think it's his first one on his other knee. Or I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but one more and you go, mate, something else. For yeah. it. But to me, on his day, he's like a, a Tim Membry, for example. Just so powerful. And uh, oh, he's on the lead, nothing stops him. But... That happens so rarely, and then all of yeah. a sudden he's got a niggle and he's not mobile, yeah. or he he misses those shots that are forty five out on the twenty meter line. He'd be happy if he had a niggle. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. all it was. Yeah. Um, he, all he does is major bloody injuries, um, and I don't think he's strung together many games. But the few times I've seen him, in he's you know he's having pot shots from sixty, and they're going through half goalpost height. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ! If this kid ever gets a chance. Um, he'd be, you know, bloody an all-time great, but he just hasn't had a chance. But he and Cameron match up perfectly. Like, yeah. every everything that um, Patton has in terms of, you know, size, power, uh, running in straight lines, Cameron is... The exact the, opposite kind the of The complementary yeah. skills, yeah. like the, the small, smaller forward. who can still take a, a massive pack mark, can still run below his knees, like pick the yeah. ball up. Um, if, though, if you could design a team, those are the two archetypes you want in your forward line to start with. Yeah. Um, also on the outer, um, you know, we've got Cameron Davis. Uh, sorry, Cameron Davis, bloody Phil Davis, who's an All Australian caliber fullback. Mm. Lockie Whitfield, who's an All Australian ca- calendar uh, yep. caliber running halfback. Heath Shaw's down there for experience. I think he's still playing. Shit, exactly. I mean, I saw. I was like, <laughs> when I was going through the list. I'm like, ah, oh, they must have updated it. Surely Shaw's not going around again. But no, he's, he's going around once uh, more. He's definitely on the chopping block. Then he makes a lot of mistakes these days too by yeah. foot. Yeah, um, but uh, you, you got to say they've done well. Um, well, they got the oh, best out of me by far. Absolutely. absolutely. He was all Australian two years running, I yep. think. The first and, two years. And well there. deserved it. Absolutely. It wasn't a question. But now you go, okay, mate, you're, you're here for the experience you give during training. Yeah. Um, I think if he plays 22 games and he's damn durable, I think that's actually bad for GWS because it means that nobody else is mm. forcing him out. 
Well, I think it's much the same as uh, Hodge in uh, Brisbane. He's done. He's had his role in which is to educate the guys around him. Yeah, but he's not the same kind of educator as Hodge, is he? Yeah. He's like, what'd you fucking do that for, you bastard? <laughs> he, he's a Brennan Goddard school of education. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, I think Hodge probably sticks a few bells behind the change rooms too. But, um, you know... He, but that's it. His... Hodge does it behind the change rooms. <laughs> Shaw does it in the middle of the fucking MCG. But, you know, when you're surrounded by kids, I guess you're going to end you're up turning into a bit. a bit of a teacher. Um, grumpy old man by default. Yeah, problem is he's turning into a metalwork teacher, not the uh, homework <laughs> teacher. But, um, no, I, I think Shaw obviously has had a, a really good career there, but I think you're right. If he hasn't uh, trained his replacement yet, he will have by round 13, by the bye. I, I think that'll be what he says, bye. But I, I think it's well known that it'll be his last go-round. Yeah. So, um, hopefully be. he can enjoy it. Yeah. What yeah. do we think about Leon Cameron? Do we push up on the torch to him, or...? Depends. Well, uh, they don't make they don't make finals. If they don't make finals, you got to ask questions because you know it's always been said that he's had the Ferrari there. Yeah, you know the 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 list is just ridiculous, and the outs over the last um, four years is probably a pretty decent side yeah. put together. And I think if they slide out of the finals this season, then surely administration will start looking at all right. You've got to stop this trend of going backwards, and we're looking yeah. at. A five-year plan as opposed to how do we get back in the finals next well, year. The problem, though, is as soon as you hear rebuild, all their sort of uh, mid-20 stars will be going, well, I don't want to go through a five-year rebuild. I'm yeah. fucking off. Yeah. I've, and that's, I've been here for the first one. Yeah, and that's when you have a, a sudden gut. So, if say, if uh, Caniglo, Kelly, uh, even Taranto, Cameron all decide, well, I'm not here for a rebuild. I'm fucking off. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're rebuilding from Gold Coast level, not from... You know, just missed out on finals level. So that'd be a disaster for them. So stitch up your contracts before, if you're in the head office. All right. Uh, so where have we got GWS finishing in 2019? I was going to say 2018 then. Um, we got them in 2019. Brenton? Well, I've got them a uh, pretty massive slide. So by my theory, Cameron's in trouble. I've yeah. got them uh, pulling up stumps at 12th, 12th spot end of the season. Uh, mass exodus of stars. And yeah... Probably a big, big so loss again. If they're going to sign the stars, do it early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I've, I've, I've spent the last half hour talking them down, but I've got them finishing second. Shit. Because I Shit. think uh, a lot of their their games in the first half are going to struggle, but they've got a, a reasonably easy second half, and I think that's when they can really hit their straps. So I, I also am a massive fan of Mumford, obviously. So I, I guess he's going to be about a 10-goal game different player. <laughs> um, but No, I think... One thing I did notice last season, um, their engine room talent isn't looked after physically. Uh, you don't have a player like, um, well, I think uh, Gold Coast had um, Campbell Brown up there just to keep people off Gary Ablett. You didn't have players like that running around for Kelly Caniglio, just making sure they didn't get the physicality uh, of the tagger. Uh, I think Mumford will, will definitely do that around the midfield. So when there's a ball up and you see a young, um, I don't know, Dangerfield, Giving yeah. Josh Kelly touch up, he'll just pick uh, Dangerfield up by the scruff of the neck, throw him over the fence, and uh, worry about him later. So didn't they? Didn't they pick up Chad Corn for that role? Uh, it, yeah, and uh, I'm yeah. trying to think. There was a bloody the oh, Geelong Buck. was a no the Geelong player. player. Was his, I can't think of his name, but he played in all the bloody premierships down Geelong. He was an absolute man mountain. Yeah. And I, I've gone blank. I can't think of him. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're obviously a few years past it now. Yeah, um, that, that they've left. But uh, yeah, second. That's a big call for GWS. Uh, Obviously, got rid of Jill and Shield. That was their problem. Wait, what, what, yeah. number, what number primer is this? This is like the 8th? 8th or 9th? 10th? 12th? 10th. Yeah, about that. It's taken 12, 12 podcasts for Josh to get into his big call. So, big call, you know, yeah. I'm glad it's here. I'm I'm just like, I've got him second. You've been waiting 15th, for it. So, 
one of us is gonna gonna be fucking yeah. I've got them twelfth. I've got them fifteenth. Oh, you got them fifteenth. I've got them dropping Shit. way down. Um, I think that they've lost more stars. Mm. There's going to be more contract talks. They've got a rough start to the year. If if they go, you know, sort of uh, one and four, one yeah. and five early yep. on, the wheels can fall off very very quickly. Yeah. Um, and I, I just I, I think that then questions start getting asked, and then contract talks become harder, and it yeah. can all just snowball. And also the, the vultures start circling real hardcore. Yep. Then like they're already there, they're already perched in the tree. Waiting um, for a bit of blood. Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck, it, fuck it, I'm all in now. I'm going for them for flag. Uh, Premiership GWS. Yeah, that's shit. Yeah, yeah, the port's going to be unhappy. And besides that, they delisted Tiziani, so I'm not putting them anywhere near finals. Oh, yep. fuck it, Spoon then. No, nah, I've gone off them. I forgot about that. All right, that'll do us for GWS. There you go, Benny the Tosser. That one's for you. Yeah, good luck. Go, champ. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.